0: Okay, so I was recently watching the OA. People don't know what the OA is. It's like a science fiction type TV show on Netflix that has to deal with a lot of just, like, time travel and stuff. But anyways, the lady had this pretty profound take that I thought was interesting. She said, "Uh, life is not a game, it's a puzzle. The creator wants you to solve and not to win a war. And I got to thinking that that's interesting because I think so many times in life, we think of life as a game where we're competing against everybody else for something rather than we're trying to find the missing piece or, like, our purpose. (laughs)
1: Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure
0: Podcast. No structure. You know, we we put so much into competition and being better than the next person when I think our real purpose here is to find Like our life's purpose and to figure out our own puzzle instead of trying to play a game with everybody else. I think everybody's here for a certain reason, and we focus more on competing with one another than trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing here.
1: That's interesting. You know my back tat? Yeah. So I have a mural on my back, and the quote is pretty much that. Really? Yeah, like, there's no extra pieces to the puzzle of life. Everyone has their piece. Like, I don't even remember how it is. Like, I got the test so long ago. Yeah. And I, I can't look at my fucking back. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that's, like, the point of the quote, though. Yeah. There's no extra pieces to the puzzle of life. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just, like, listening to her say that, and I was like, how many times do we even, like, um unconsciously start competing ourselves against one another? It's like we're all... It's like a rat race, and... Everybody always describes life as like, I'm trying to win this game and all this, but maybe it's not a game. Like maybe it literally just is a puzzle that we're just trying to figure out for ourselves.
1: So let's break down what you think about this. You're saying that life is a puzzle that you complete for yourself. Yeah. So you think that there is a end goal for each person's life? Yeah, I think. Do you think that each finished puzzle for each person's life, you get to see the finished puzzle?
0: I don't think everybody finishes the puzzle. Okay. Because I think we get a lot of distractions in life that take us away from our purpose or finishing the puzzle. So I feel like a lot of people's puzzles are incomplete because they never truly found what they're supposed to be doing here or what like what their life's purpose
1: is supposed to be. I agree with that 100%. yeah, especially about people getting distracted. Oh yeah, like, there's so much distractions like just look at the world today.
0: Yeah and then you you think about even like relationships and stuff you might get in a relationship with somebody or a job. And it becomes so comfortable for you that you just spend years in it. And then you're like, oh, my God, I just wasted. Not wasted. That's a wrong term. But, you know, like I just put all these years towards this and this might not even be the thing that I was supposed to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. That can lead into a fate topic. Do you think going off of what you just said about being stuck or investing so much energy in something that could potentially be the wrong thing? Mm hmm. Do you think that you're supposed to do that anyway? I do think that,
0: yeah, in in some cases, I do think some people like stay longer or do things longer than they're supposed to. I think you get like intuitive things like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. But I do think that you have to go through certain challenges and certain things in order to create the person that's supposed to fulfill this purpose, because I don't think we just start out as that person. I think you have to go through a bunch of things in life in order to understand like what is it's going to take to, for you to get to that purpose because it's not going to be easy at all.
1: Yeah. You're not going to be a professional from the jump. Yeah. In anything.
0: But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I think we, especially nowadays, we're seeing how um with the virus and everything, we're seeing that the things that we invested stock in are not necessarily even matter right now. Like, money, cars, all of that, like that doesn't matter when something like this is going on. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, just go, all the material things just go right out the window. And we put so much emphasis on that and so much emphasis on having the better car, the next person or the better clothes or the better, whatever, instead of focusing on what is, what's going to better myself.
1: When it comes down to it. For yeah. Sure.
0: Or the, and the people around you too, because it sounds selfish when you just say yourself, but I feel like your growth is also what's going to help people outside of you grow too. And then those same people are going to help your internal growth as well.
1: I think that there's a weird balance, though, because you almost do need these distractions in order to grow another bigger picture. Like, for example, I want a new car. I want the newest shoes. I want the newest phone. Like, these are things that people want, you know, the newest electronics, whatever the fuck it is. And that is an industry that needs growth as well in order for us as humans to potentially grow in a different way as well. You know oh, yeah. I mean? So it's, it's weird. Like. You do have to understand that you have personal growth and these other things are distractions. Like if they weren't here, you would grow in a completely different way. Right. But you also weirdly need your distractions to grow the human species. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, like,
0: don't be the person that wants to get a new car or the new shoes, because, you know, I just bought a pair of fucking shoes. But what I mean is, like, don't let it become a competition where you're just trying to compete with everybody else or don't make it a game. Like, don't make don't be the only reason that you're buying this stuff just so that you can beat the other person at whatever they're doing. I think and I think that we get as humans get too caught up in that rather than, you know, just buying things that either make us feel good or that we actually want. Like, a lot of the stuff I buy is the stuff I really want. Like, I don't just go out and buy it just because somebody else has you know but we get so caught up in this whole idea that we have to be better than the next person when really everybody just should be working on bettering themselves but competition is healthy don't get me wrong because like you know you might look at the next person and be like all right i need to get all my shit yeah but just i'm like in this case as pertaining to this quote i think it's just not to get too wrapped up in a game but rather figuring out your own puzzle but i think as you get older you start to realize that you know that that's what you need to be doing instead of competing i think when you're young you know you're young you're full of hormones and adrenaline and all this stuff so everything w- wants to be a competition
1: yeah i've always thought of the big picture i've always thought myself uh, i always thought that you know when i was younger like oh i'm gonna be successful i'm gonna be successful in however i deem successful like i'm gonna be you know rich uh, i'm gonna have this fancy car i'm gonna have right. whatever and the older i get the more i'm like maybe it's not for me maybe i'm setting up maybe i have to do these things so that my kids could be the thing right could be the ones and maybe or- that's your purpose yeah, or maybe my purpose is just to be the one of the dominoes, and my kid is another domino, and they're another domino, another yeah. domino. You know, like, who knows what your purpose is? Right. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with that, shit, bro.
0: No, but I, I I use this analogy too. Um, when when we're younger, right, with with especially with guys, like, there's like this weird inherent competition that we need to sleep with as many girls as as we can when we're younger. And this is just using it as an example. I'm not saying that this is every guy, but um sleep with as many girls as you can because it's almost like a trophy but then as you get older you realize that shit doesn't even matter nobody's gonna remember who you slept with 10 years
1: ago you're not even gonna remember who yeah
0: you slept with. yeah <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but you know what i mean like i think we get so wrapped up in that competition aspect with everything when in reality that's not gonna matter 10 years down the line or 20 years down the line
1: that's
0: true and that's kind of a weird parallel to draw but you know that's just an example of what i'm saying yeah so i just thought that was interesting um uh, that that's really interesting though that you have that on your or a tattoo like that on your back too
1: yeah, man. That's just, I don't know, that's just how I've always seen life. Yeah. I don't remember where I first saw that quote, but I'm, I know as soon as I saw it, like, it definitely resonated with me, like, yep. Obviously exactly not enough said. to remember it, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just not,
1: kidding. I remember the point, point. Yeah. I feel like
0: that's all that matters. No, I have a I have a tattoo on my back, So It's a Tupac quote, and I can't quote the words exactly. Like, I generally know what yeah. it says, but I don't, you know, I can't quote it exactly because I haven't looked at it in 10 years. Not,
1: it's, you know what I mean? It's funny because, like, having the back, like, so it's my whole back, and I can only really see, like, um, one-third if I look over my right shoulder and then mm-hmm. one-third if I look over my left shoulder. It's really hard to see, like, your whole. Band. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could if you really wanted to position it, but I'm not studying my body like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: All right. On the, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did want to say something about last week, so uh, or our last episode, which was, I guess, last week. But Gavin Newsom is the governor of California. I completely butchered that and said that he's San Francisco or L.A. He's the governor of California.
1: Oh, the whole state.
0: Yeah, the whole entire state.
1: That makes more
0: sense. Yeah, so I just wanted to walk that back because I was listening to it and I was like, man, I probably sound really stupid who's listening to this right now. But I did tell you I did not know a lot, so.
1: Yeah, if you're coming to us for facts and shit, you fucked up yeah, already. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not the best place. I know you saw that Trump wants to put his name on stimulus checks. So he's holding up everybody's checks. Yeah, Like if you're not doing direct deposit, he's holding up your check. I was wondering how many people are going to be even more fucked from this stunt.
0: Yeah. And the government's not getting the checks put in the right accounts. I guess a bunch of people got their check put into somebody else's account this week.
1: There was someone who ended up getting like $8.2 million. Oh,
0: I saw that. Yeah, the, the ATM
1: receipt. Yeah. yeah. Instead of the $1,200. Bro, if I
0: found $8.2 in my account, I'm finding the fastest way to get that into an offshore account. and I'm getting the fuck out of here.
1: Man, they said you're going to need the team that killed Osama Bin Laden to come get me if uh, you want that money back. Seal Team 6. Yeah, man, that's crazy.
0: But yeah, anyways, back to um, Trump putting his name on there. Like, do people not, like, see this shit and just, like, are sick of this? Like, I just don't understand how he's... And I'm not trying to, like, just single out Trump supporters, but I just don't understand how people see shit like this that he's doing and
1: think that this is okay. It just blows my mind. You want to know the thing that blows my mind? Is Trump's followers, his supporters, already that blows my mind. Second, (laughs) the fact that they... It's almost like they're worshiping him like Trump is giving them money from his own pocket
0: yeah it's weird yeah like even if you look at like when trump tweets and people comment underneath it they're like oh my god trump you're the greatest president of all time and da da. and somebody will retort with something about like well what when what about when he locked up kids or said grab women by the pussy or you know stuff like that and they'll just say oh you caught that out of tech context the fake media is pushing it and then they just all revert back to the fake media
1: yeah there's someone that i i uh work with who hit me up on Instagram or, you know, follow me on Instagram. I followed him back. And the things that he posts is almost like, like Trump is his savior. That's how they view him. It's, like it's weird. It's crazy. Like, I, I don't, I'm trying to find the evidence that backs up this thinking, but I, I really am lost. Yeah. Like like, I'm so lost.
0: I don't know what the one thing that is making them stay Trump supporters, like with everything, like people have moms, people have sisters. And for Trump to talk about women like that, like what makes you think that that's fucking okay?
1: And that's just, and the, that's, the small part yeah what
0: about walking kids in cages yeah. and like all kinds of shit man and it's just like i just don't get it anymore honestly i, I want to know and maybe somebody can help us with this you could us or something and let us know if you're a trump supporter what is the one thing that you're holding on to for being his supporter because everything that he's done these last three years is fucking disgusting man. and it's an embarrassment to our country when he's up there arguing and belittling reporters in front of everybody
1: all right, if you're a Trump supporter, you want to just come on here and talk. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, because
0: I want to get to the bottom of this. I want to know why people really fuck with him.
1: It's just crazy that he's he needs to have his name on these checks so bad that he's willing to put people in a worse situation than if he were to just let the checks go out on schedule.
0: Yeah, for him, it's just about the way he looks to people. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that video, but there's like a crowd of Republicans walking and th- there's a camera, and you can clearly see the cameras pointed at him. Trump shoves one of the Republicans out of the way so that he can come in front. And starts like messing with this tie. Like it's for him. For him, this is all an ego thing.
1: It's crazy to me because so I'm going back to the the name on the checks. This is the type of shit. If I were to try to do these things that Trump is doing, you know how hard it is for me to think. Like I would have to go out of my way to think to try to do something like this. Yeah. I don't even know how to say that. Like these things wouldn't even come to my mind. The things that I can do. To fuck up people's days. This would be so far down on the list. And for this to be, like, his first thought. Yeah. You know what? No. Hold the checks. I want to put my name on it first. Like, you can't even sign the fucking checks. Yeah. Like, that's nuts.
0: That is nuts. And another nuts thing about this is... The, you know, and it's not... I'm not just blaming Republicans for what's going on right now. It's both sides. You guys just won't shut the fuck up and talk to one another. Like, stop the arguing, stop the finger-pointing, and do what's best for the people. Stop fucking doing all this, man. This is ridiculous. It's a fucking circus up there every single day.
1: And everyone knows it. We're and getting laughed at. And there's so many people that are so okay with it. I have this thought. Everyone knows that there's fuck shit going on right now. Yeah. No one's going to do anything. And it sucks, too, because like... We voice our opinions all the time, and we say, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Like, you can make a list of all the things that are wrong. A long one. <laughs> and then you can say, like, you need to go to your polls, you need to, you know, vote these people in to make changes. I almost feel like that's not even going to do it.
0: I don't know what's... I think that the people that already have this mindset are going to stay in that mindset regardless of what goes on.
1: I just think that the people that can... That really have the power to do things are going to do what they want. Yeah. Period. At this point. Because like, they're, they're clearly getting away with what they want right now. Mm-hmm. So what's going to stop it? Exactly. Not fucking votes. No, not fucking,
0: uh, and definitely not Joe Biden. He's not the answer.
1: No, Joe Biden is
0: not the answer. I'm sorry. Like as much as I dislike Trump, Joe, Joe Biden is not the answer to Trump. And right now we're like the Democrats and the Republicans are just looking to blame one another for this. Everybody's looking to blame somebody for the virus. How about everybody just shuts the fuck up and we get through the virus and you can do all the finger pointing you want to when this is over. What is it? What's it going to do pointing fingers at one another when this shit is still going on? People are still dying. And we're up there arguing about what.
1: this That's part of my point, though. It's, okay, we can say don't point fingers. That's not going to change anything. Oh, I know. Them pointing fingers clearly is not going to change anything. It doesn't matter what we do right now. Nothing's going to change anything, man. Yeah. And that sounds so pessimistic. I wish I had the answer to change that, but I don't. Like, I don't know what would change. I don't see what would change it. When I see protests on TV in the U.S., that shit don't do nothing. No. Nah. Like, the people that have the power to change shit are not in the favor of They're not in the. They don't have the best interests for the general population right now, and they're laughing at this shit because they know whatever they no no matter what we say, no matter who we vote into office, no matter what protests we have, they're laughing. Like I'm still gonna do what the fuck I want to do.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing you guys can do about it in the grand scheme of things.
1: Yeah, I don't think many people actually care about politics when it comes down to it. Anyway, I think that they just care that their bubble is protected. They don't want things to be different in their personal bubble exactly
0: and they won't care until their personal bubble gets
1: popped exactly and until then
0: just like with the corona stuff
1: exactly like you know people are, people are not insane. gonna take
0: it serious until people get sick i'm taking it serious because <laughs> i'm not i don't want to even risk fucking getting sick yeah like you guys might be okay without here playing around maybe getting sick I'm, I'm not like i can't afford forty thousand or whatever it is to be in the hospital for a corona visit
1: yeah no i feel that let's talk about something else yeah We had a conversation about how some actors are typecasted and they can only play themselves in certain roles. Right. There's another type of typecast. And I was watching Ozark and this had me thinking that some people are typecasted to a certain series. For example, like California Cation*, Dave Duchovny. Yeah. I can't see him as anything else but Hank Moody. Well, did you ever see X-Files? Nope. And I saw um, California Cation before that. Oh, okay. And then I saw an episode of X-Files. It's completely different. Completely different. And there's a, even another show that he's in. Yeah,
0: Aquarius, I yep. think that's what it's called? Yeah, uh, I've never seen that, though.
1: But I can't take him as anything else but Hank Moody.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Like, there's a, like, Dexter. Yeah. I don't know his real name.
0: I, I don't remember. Or even Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Like, if I saw Ted in something else, I'm not. Like that—that's the only character I can see him as is. Why
1: can't I picture his face? You know, oh, the main character. Yeah, 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 dark hair. Ted, yeah.
0: Shit, even to extend Barney from that too. Like, I don't see him as anything other than Barney. I'm expecting him to act like Barney in a different TV show.
1: Yeah, that's a like Seinfeld is another one. But Seinfeld, he low key only did Seinfeld.
0: Yeah, I don't think he really did any other TV shows as far as voicing or guest starring in something. But usually, I think even when he was guest starring, he was usually playing himself yeah but maybe just maybe he knew that though that seinfeld was so big that he'd never get away from that character so nobody would take his other shows as seriously as seinfeld or even like joey from friends like they tried to have a joey Mm spinoff and it wasn't good because it wasn't as in the context of friends like even though it was still in in that world it just didn't didn't click the same
1: yeah it's interesting man i I guess when you're gonna go for a movie role or a tv role you kind of have to be careful yeah like even like the harry potter kids yeah. Like, all I see, like, oh, Harry's in a new movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Emma Watson kind of a little
0: bit can move out of that because she has, like, different roles that she does.
1: But still She's a little more versatile, but yeah. Harry Potter kid. Every time it's it's hard I to see separate any it. of them,
0: I think it's a lot of it has to do, too, with how long a show or how long a series of movies last, too, because you get so invested in them mm-hmm. over a long period of time that it's hard to start something new with that person.
1: It's almost like you don't want to. No,
0: nah, because you you don't want to ruin that image of them from that show with this one. And what if that new show is not good?
1: Exactly. I think that that's a big part of it.
0: And the funny thing is, is it might not necessarily even be under their control of why the show is not good. It just might. It just might not connect with people. The writing might be bad. Like there's so many other factors that are in that that don't necessary that we don't necessarily account for. We just think oh the shows is not good
1: yeah terry cruz he was in terry what is that show uh everybody hates chris which is a uh, classic i, I love, this love show. that show. This yeah. show is so funny but he's also in now uh brooklyn 99 have you seen that yeah it's pretty funny i don't see him as chris's dad
0: i don't either but i but he had other stuff outside of everybody hates chris at the same time like white chicks and stuff so you knew he was like the funny kind of goofy muscular black dude you know he, he And we didn't necessarily subscribe the dad to him because he had so much other things going on at the same time.
1: So is that what it takes? You need to be in multiple roles at one time to not be stuck as a as the main character in whatever series
0: you're in. Right. And I think that the brand of whatever you're doing can't be bigger than yourself. Like for Harry Potter, for example, like the brand of Harry Potter is so big, it's so hard to get out of the brand.
1: Mm. That's a good one. All right, I'm assuming Game of Thrones. I haven't seen that, but I'm assuming those guys are like that. They're kind of trapped in that. Uh, I've only seen a couple
0: episodes. Game of Thrones is not really my thing. I tried. I really did. And I like stuff like that. It just, I don't know, man. Like Because Game of Thrones is, if I had started Game of Thrones when it came out, I think I could have stuck with it. But the fact that I look on there and see eight seasons and they're an hour to an hour and a half long, I'm like, is that real? Do I really want to invest that much time in a TV show again?
1: Mm -hmm. That's part of the allure to watching a lot of things, though, is watching it when it's live when it's Mm -hmm. new and you get to experience the new with so many people for example like there's all these movies like especially like you see in a lot of movies and a lot of times like a lot of times i'm like i'm not gonna go back and watch these movies because like there's nothing like all i have is just the movie like i don't get the the hype as well yeah the experience quote unquote yeah Yeah, so it's it's hard to to go back and watch some things
0: like i think of like well, we'll take harry potter for example now too Harry Potter was so great to me when I was a kid because I was immersed in it with the books and everything at the same time. But if I was an adult and hadn't read Harry Potter or anything like that, I wouldn't watch those movies.
1: Yeah, see, I try to watch those with Taylor and I'm like,
0: The last, like, four of them are really good because they start moving into a darker, older phase. But the first couple ones are, like, kids' movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hard to watch as, as an adult. Yeah. If you're understand. not invested in it. Like me, I, I like Harry Potter, so I can rewatch those and, you know, still be like, oh, these are still good movies. But it, if I wasn't as invested in it, or I didn't read the books as a kid, I wouldn't care now. But Going off the TV show things, uh, what did you think about? You saw the first episode of Insecure, right? Yeah. What did you think about it?
1: Um, I thought it was a, it's a good setup for where it's probably gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the writing is so good in the show because it seems like it just seems so natural, like what what would happen in real life. Exactly. I think that's one of the reasons why Insecure is so good because you can actually
0: see these things happening.
1: Yeah. It's almost like they write like an idea of the of a direction of where to go, and then it's like almost like everyone just ad libs because there's certain details on how you talk, on how you you know maneuver your body that you can't write into a script.
0: You, well, a perfect example is like Issa's awkwardness, like you know when they uh, when Issa and the lady were at the party thing, and they were with like the lady that helped throw the party, mm-hmm. and. They were a uh, trying to like talk over each other, and then she start Issa started getting weird and saying all those weird, awkward comments. Like that's hard to write for. Yeah, like that's a personality thing. Exactly. Yeah,
1: that's why I think that that show's good. There's there's just too many real life details put into it.
0: Yeah. I did not expect to see a fat butt cheek in the first five minutes. That was yeah.
1: wild. I was like, whoa, 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 this is a lot going on on my screen. Yeah. I, that guy, This he's new to the season, right? Yeah.
0: I feel like he's going to play like a big part for the first couple episodes. And I, I hope that he stays because he's pretty funny. He is funny. Uh, my favorite character is uh, Kelly. You know, the the bigger yeah. girl. She's fucking hilarious, dude. She's so funny.
1: I think I like the TSA agent. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's, I like he's my new favorite character.
0: Uh, but I did have something off of that. Um, so the Asian guy, you know how he's dating, uh, what is his name, Molly?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really weird how she like ge- she wasn't giving him a shot at first and played it too cool. And then when he reciprocated that same energy, she got butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about how many times we expect p- transparency from another person, whether it's in a relationship or friendships, but we're not necessarily willing to give the same transparency and then get upset when they're not meeting us where we think that they should be meeting us at.
1: Like a double standard.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like you're willing to throw like she even said she was having a great time and all this stuff, but she played it nonchalantly and then got mad at him when he did the same thing. It's like you set that expectation and then got mad when he met that expectation.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a good point.
0: Like, I think just in so much time in life, we expect somebody to be a certain way for us, but yet we're unwilling to do the same for the other person. It's like, well, then there's no balance there. And then that's where people end up getting hurt and stop talking or stop being together or stop being friends because we give we put our expectations on, other people, but don't necessarily put those same expectations on ourselves.
1: Have you ever been in the situation? This is going off of what you said. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation in a relationship where, you know, you and your girl talking, obviously you guys expect each other to be real with each other. That's the expectation. Mm-hmm. But then you hold back. I think we talked about this on a previous, like way back in the day, But you hold back some things because you feel like it's going to hurt her feelings or you feel like it's going to be perceived the wrong way. But you're clearly not being real. And then you catch her not being real in a situation. Right. Which you're being a hypocrite, which you're like, you know, I thought we were supposed to be real with each other. Right. Knowing damn well, you're holding shit back because you feel like you'll be too real or you feel like she's not going to take it right when you don't even fucking know. Right. Or even in situations
0: like even in the talking stages, when you're talking to somebody and you're getting to that relationship stage. Sometimes you don't set the expectation of what the relationship is. Is this going to go somewhere or is this just going to be a fling, you know, and then somebody ends up getting hurt because those expectations are never really set. You know, one person might go into it with a completely different expectation than you are, but those never get talked about because you're so worried about either hurting the other person's feelings or you're worried about ruining what it is right now.
1: I think the second one is the biggest part. You're worried about ruining what it is right now, especially there's so many memes nowadays, where it's like a joke where someone will text and be like, so what are we? And the other person's like, I gotta go. So No one wants, everyone thinks that it's a joke to ask what the situation is for clarification because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be looked at as a meme when it's funny on the internet, but, The internet's not real life.
0: Yeah. And then, and then you fuck up your real life relationships because you're too busy trying to be the funny person on the internet.
1: Yeah. You want to be too cool.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's, I think that that's one thing that's, I wouldn't say wrong with our generation, but one thing that our generation lacks is like that empathy for other people's feelings because they want to look too cool or don't want to be the person that gets hurt first. That's why people do things like ghosting and stuff like that. Like, and as you get older, you realize that ghosting is a stupid thing to do to people. Like you're purposely fucking over somebody else's emotions because you can't, handle having that conversation Mm -hmm. you know so you'd rather just not stop talking to them or whatever you know and it's that's just weird
1: i think some people just think it's funny to ghost somebody i think it's almost like an ego boost yeah it's like a sport
0: almost to some people yeah but again those and then but then when you know it comes down to it and you can't find a relationship because you ghosted a whole bunch of people in your past like maybe you set yourself up for that karma yeah but yeah i just thought that that was interesting i like that asian dude too i hope that he's continues in the season
1: he will for sure, yeah. because Molly admitted at the end that she really likes him. Yeah, but what if he just says, sorry,
0: I don't, I'm don't. i not feeling the same way anymore.
1: One thing that surprised me is that she's even fucking with an Asian dude because she seems so pro-black.
0: And she was so in love with fucking Jiro. Yeah,
1: damn, I forgot about that.
0: I can't wait to see fucking Jiro come back. I, I feel like that that's going to be the thing that fucks. I think Molly and this guy might end up getting together and like being in a real relationship, and Jiro's going to come back in the picture and fuck it up. And I do yeah, think, I think, a yeah, we should make some predictions. I think Lawrence and Issa are going to end up back together by the end of the season.
1: I'm going to say no, only because I think that they're leading us to believe that they're going to be back together. Only because, so they're leading us to believe that right now because now Issa and Lawrence have to be close because right. she's working with Lawrence's new girlfriend.
0: Yeah, I can't remember her name, but I can not yeah. either.
1: And I think that they want us to believe that that's going to happen. So I think it's not going to happen. It could be, a, what do they
0: call that, a red herring? I think that's what it's called when they they try to trick you with something that you expect, but really it's...
1: I never heard that. Like, thing. they're leading
0: you in a certain direction, even though it's going to completely go in a different one.
1: A red herring. That's called a plot twist, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's a... Yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, I liked the first episode. I thought it was good. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, last season, I've, it was okay. Like, it, was, it wasn't It was as good as the first season, for to me.
1: It was a setup in this season.
0: But I think, yeah, I think that they were trying to, to push things towards where it's going now, which I like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm excited for that. It's a
0: good bridge. The second season wasn't necessarily the greatest season, but it was a good bridge into this third season.
1: I agree.
0: Uh, so going off a of TV show, so anything else interesting
1: that you've been watching lately? Um, I was watching Dave, the Little Dicky show. Yeah. And uh, episode six, he had something interesting happen. Uh, he had flashbacks to when he was a kid, right? And he's like, grown little Dicky is having like these weird inner battles with young Lil Dicky. Mm-hmm. But young Lil Dicky's like in real life with him. Right? So they're like having like these weird battles. Anyway, at the end, young Lil Dicky colors his whole face with the black marker and does like that goofy blackface smile.
0: The Where the hands are out. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Right? The Drake. The Drake. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, whoa, like Lil Dicky indirectly just did blackface. Yeah. The kid did blackface. But it's, yeah, I get what you're you saying. What I mean? Yeah. But Lil Dicky did it like, this is a little Dicky still portraying... Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, he really just did blackface.
0: Okay, that, that leads into a good question, I guess. Um, you know, Drake has been exposed, quote-unquote, for his blackface or, you know, and we talked about this on a previous episode, but do you think if, the, if he would have just came out before push released this information and just came out and said, you know, got ahead of it and said, hey, this is what happened, this is the reasoning for it, instead of having to put that Instagram story, do you think that people would have perceived that better than what they did?
1: If Drake... Put out the image of him having blackface before Pusha T did. Mm -hmm.
0: And explain why he did it. Instead of trying to, because it it looks like he tried to bury it, Mm -hmm. is what it looks like.
1: You know, I really do not know, man. I don't know if it would have been better. Okay, to me, if I were to see Drake post that, I'm like, oh, he's doing an Eminem 8 Mile thing. I'm going to put this out before you talk shit about it. Right. That would be my first thought. Yeah, I don't think it could be perceived good yeah and i think in this little dicky episode or the dave episode where little dicky indirectly did that i think a lot of people just kind of went over their head but as soon as i saw that i'm like whoa that's fucking crazy bro and we were talking about like initiation mm-hmm. and all that stuff like there's weird it seems to be like there's weird things that these people with power almost have these initiations like you know there are all these uh, senators or governors that... jimmy kimmel yeah jimmy kimmel that came out and they had you know done blackface in the past like it's Lil Dicky just did it right there. Like, I don't know, maybe Lil Dicky's on his way for superstardom now. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? Right. It's just a weird coincidence that all these white people of power seem to have to do this to get to the next step of power, almost like for black people or black men having to wear dresses, you know what I mean? Or some women having to be naked or whatever the case is, like, there's, like, this weird initiation. Like, if you don't do this, you're not going to get past this step. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, it's very strange. Do you think that with uh, other races, like, let's say, like, for example, um, in the show Community, which is back on Netflix, it's an old show, but there's this guy Chang on there who's played by the the Asian guy from The Hangover. I can't remember his real name right now, but um, they play Game of Dungeons and Dragons, and he paints his whole body black and has, like, white hair, and somebody asks him, like, you're in blackface, and he's like, no, I'm just playing a game. So do you think that if it's other races besides white that do blackface, is it less bad than if a white person does it?
1: I don't know if less bad is the right way to say it, but I think that it's going to be less noticeable. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah. Less bad's the wrong
0: way. I mean, less, um, it gets less attention because it's not a white person doing it.
1: A hundred percent. Like there's a, a real small trigger for white people these days. When it comes to what they can and can't do for black people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's deserved. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a reason wow. why it's there. But it's like, if you're a white person and you, you're you like teetering the lines of something that could be portrayed um, as racist, you just probably just shouldn't do it. Yeah. And this goes for any race. Like, yeah. especially when it has to do with, you know, a negative time for black people and you're portraying those imagery. Mm-hmm. Like, you should probably just not do it.
0: 100%. And I think a lot of the people that do b- the blackface stuff, don't really know the history of what blackface was like the way that they were positioning, um, not positioning, but the way that they were portraying black people with like the watermelon and stuff. Like it wasn't good. They weren't just putting blackface on to show the African-American side. They were putting blackface on to be derogatory towards
1: the black race. They're trying to emphasize certain characteristics and And stereotypes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. After seeing that Dave episode though, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if, I didn't really fuck with Lil Dicky like that now. Like, I really don't.
0: Yeah, I have to see that episode. I mean, that's not... Anybody that does blackface, I'm not really fucking with that. Like, I don't know. I guess I can't really say that because I like Drake and he did it, but, you know.
1: It's weird. It's like... um, So, I've always thought Lil Dicky was smart. Like, I think Mm -hmm. he's really smart. Yeah. And it's almost like... I'm gonna paint a picture and this is fake because I wasn't there. Let's say that I'm a higher-up person and I have the power to elevate his career, Lil Dicky's career. Right. I'm like, you need to figure out how to do blackface... In an episode if you want to go past the next level.
0: And Instead so, of
1: doing it to yourself. He lets a kid do it. Exactly. Because it's less. It's not him, but it's still him. Yeah. Like it's young little Dicky in this show. And it's not technically on Lil Dicky's face. But it's still his character. That is interesting. Like he's smart. You yeah. Know? And I'm not saying that that is what it is. But I'm just saying like there's, there's some weird shit going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: A plus B might equal C. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm saying like you look at the whole situation and it might not be what it is, but you take A and B and you put them together and that's C. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like it matches up with your theory for sure.
1: Yeah. I know that people say that you can, if you're looking for an answer, you can find it. You can draw your own conclusions and find it. And I might be doing that right now. But that doesn't explain all the other white people that do blackface. You yeah. Know right? And are- with
0: how many black people are in that show and are attached to that show, I'm surprised that nobody spoke up and said anything about it. Or maybe they did, and they just got silenced by whoever. But, and again, that's just drawing A conclusion, but like I wonder why nobody told him, "Hey, maybe that's not the best idea to do."
1: I think it be- it's because it wasn't on little Dicky's face. Yeah, and it's a kid with a marker coloring on his face, right? Oh, that's even so. Weird. It, it's not like it's a fully black face. Yeah, it is eventually because he keeps coloring all over his face, right? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you're talking about bad baby did something like that.
0: Yeah. Bad baby, bad Barbie. I don't know what the fuck. Bad she, Barbie, yeah. I have no bad idea what baby. it is. I really don't care, but Catch me outside yet. yeah, she was on Instagram and she, I don't know if she put like concealer on or whatever, but she made her skin look way darker than it normally is.
1: What if she just went tanning?
0: No, that was like bronzer or yeah, like tanning bronzer, but it was like, she wasn't doing it just to look tan. She was doing it to look black. Like with everything else that she was doing with like her hair and everything. And she, it's portraying the black thing and then she went on some rant about who's trying to be black and then she drew like a false parallel to something that just was stupid and it was just like what are we really doing out here man like people are just they're just doing whatever now and it's all just for fucking attention too
1: i get people being mad at that because there are a lot of white girls that try to take on black bodies Mm -hmm. like fake ass fake lips um whatever you know curly hair whatever you're trying to do that black women do have naturally and They get to get away with the body, but they don't have the problems or the issues that come along with it. Yeah. So I I completely get why they're mad. Like, that's a very valid reason to be like, all right, you're trying to look like me, but you give me shit.
0: Yeah. And you think about like the the prototypical woman, like through the 50s, 60s and all that, it was a skinny white lady and black women were shamed for being, you know, bigger or, you know, more robust or whatever you want to call it. They were almost shamed from that. And now everybody wants that body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you spent the last five decades, you know, saying that that was bad mm-hmm. or making fun of it or, you know, that's just disgusting, man. Like, yeah.
1: There's a lot of things that black people do and get in trouble for and white people are okay with. Like, for example, selling weed, right? Yeah. It's been illegal for so long. Now, all of a sudden there's multi-millionaire white people selling weed.
0: They're fucking making like fucking marijuana pancakes on the Today Show. Yeah, it's and crazy. there's black people sitting in jail right now right for that same thing. now, yeah. Like, And there's so many more ways that you can identify with black culture without having to make your skin look darker or have braids or what. I mean, braids aren't even a bad thing, but you know what I mean? Like there's so many other ways you can identify with culture without having to push the stereotypes.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So you said last week that when we were talking about Bill Gates and a digital certificate and, you know, who's going to have my information, right? That is a legit concern. Right. But I have a question because companies already use your information to sell you specific things. Mm-hmm. Are you against targeted advertisement?
0: Uh, not necessarily because we give up so much of our freedom on the internet anyways. That's going to be bound to happen anyways. Like, I don't really care about the targeted thing. But with the Bill Gates thing, what I'm saying about the information is more about like them being able to track our movements and know where we're at all the time and where I'm spending my money at all the time, which technically still happens because, you know, they can track your debit card purchases and things like that. But I'm more concerned about them knowing. I mean, I guess they can track your location on your phone, but you can leave your phone. You can't just leave that chip unless you dig it out of yourself or whatever. So I'm more concerned about them knowing every single part of your life rather than just what you're shopping for on the Internet.
1: Yeah, it's just an invasion of privacy. Yeah, I like just I just don't want you to have it. That's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the
1: targeted advertisement. I I don't really care. I mean, I'm. I would prefer it. Over vague advertisement.
0: Right. And 95% of the time, I'm not buying the shit that they're advertising to me anyways. But there's a
1: 5% of the time that you would.
0: Yeah. Well, like, for example, like if I'm on StockX, right, and Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a pair of shoes and I'm trying to decide if I want to buy them or not, and then it starts popping up on my Instagram ads, that's going to make me want them even more because i am already had the thought in my head that I already want them.
1: See, I would much rather have that than them trying to sell me nail polish or some shit.
0: Yeah, that's true. And a lot of Instagram, especially ads, um, have to do with what you're searching for on Instagram, too. Yeah. You know, they're just looking at your history and then giving you advertisements for stuff based off of your
1: history. So, yeah, I was just curious about that, how your thoughts were with that. Yes. Yeah, because I, oh. I know it's going to get even more direct in the future. Like they're going to, like right now, I think it's sloppy. Yeah. It's new, newer, but it's going to be so direct in the future.
0: What What do you mean by like more direct?
1: I don't know. I think that they're going to narrow it down to literally exactly what you want and need at the time of, like, for example, um, uh, I don't know how they would do it, but let's say I'm low on uh, toothpaste. Maybe it's the conversations that we have and the things that they listen to and the keywords. They're just going to get better at dialing it in. But now all of a sudden, um, toothpaste, or let's say that, uh, what if they have like a list? Like what if they made a grocery list for you?
0: Yeah. Just based off
1: of like the last time you purchased something or- Um, or your
0: like sp- your spending habits, or mm-hmm. not? You like you're are tracking your shopping habits and like what you normally buy, so that they can come up with a general idea of what.
1: Yeah, it's gonna get better. Everything's gonna get better. There's so much money to be made. They can hire very smart people to figure out how to do this better.
0: Yeah, and if anybody out there thinks that their information is not in the hands of these companies, you're you're just kidding yourself. They have some kind of information about you. Not everybody. Yeah, nobody is unless you live in a hole somewhere with no Wi-Fi, no nothing like. The the government has information on you. Yeah, I think that's something. If you're listening
1: to this, yeah, they have something on you.
0: I think that we just need to accept that instead of fighting it so much. Like we can get mad as we want at these advertisers and stuff for having our information, but honestly, sometimes it does make your life a little bit easier when ads pop up and you're like, "Oh, you know what? I actually do need that."
1: That's how I feel. Like you said, five percent of the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of sneakers, um, we had an interesting conversation um, about uh, Kanye's, you know, the Yeezys and. Do you think that anybody will ever be able to pass Jordan as far as uh, sneaker sales are concerned, or at least sneaker popularity?
1: As far as like iconic sneakers, no one's gonna pass Jordan. I don't think ever, and the reason why I think is because he's first. Like I don't think you're gonna top the first. Like now, if someone like um, like Kanye come, came out with Yeezys, right? Those are clearly uh, rivals. Like when it comes to stature and shoe, right? right? But the fact that Jordan has this, you know. 25 year shoe reign, yeah. it's gonna be hard to, to compete against the uh, the legacy that's already been there. Right. I don't know if there's another company that can do it. I don't know if there's a person with individual shoes that can do that. Like who else has individual shoes? Everyone else has like a sub brand of Jordan, Right. like a personal edition, or I guess like Steph Curry has his own Under Armour shoe, but that's still under a brand. I mean, right. I guess Jordan is under Nike. That's as close to its own brand as it could be. Yeah. The Ball family. They were close. Yeah, it's I don't. A- I don't know if they could have ever been Jordan. I don't think they could have ever been. Jordan.
0: No, I think they would have put. They would have had a nice niche in the market. But I don't. Yeah, I don't foresee anybody like really overtaking Jordan.
1: They could have been Jordan if, let's say, all three brothers got six rings. Yeah, like if all three brothers got rings, I think the ball brand shoe. What are they called? Like the big baller brand oh, shoes, yeah, whatever. Big, yeah, um, I think that they could have been in the, the conversation. Yeah. They're not even owned by another company at that point.
0: That's true. Um, The thing about Jordan, too, is he's been able to kind of like bob and weave his way through the sneaker industry. When his sneakers first came out, they were all about basketball performance. But now they're more of a streetwear thing. Nike's marketing is really good. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that anybody is going to be able to match that marketing plus Jordan's legacy. Those two things in combination are always going to keep Jordan out there. Like even the years when we didn't see as many Jordans coming out, he was still selling a crazy amount. I mean, Jordans are $220 and people are still selling them out.
1: Yeah. You're not getting a Jordan after it's a retail drop for retail price. Yeah. Almost period.
0: Well, depending on, I mean, certain colorways and stuff won't sell, but the the ones that you care about like and the ones retro, we care about. On. Yeah. not You're not going to get them. Yeah. But even like you take into account like Virgil and like Jerry Lorenzo, those guys are never going to get their own like they're get like Fear God has its own shoe, but it's always just going to be a Nike subsidiary. It's mm. never going to be their own thing. And I think that's what Jordan has on everybody because he doesn't even have to be in front of the camera now or be in the news headlines for his shoes to sell. They just had the, his shoes just have that mystique. And the thing with Kanye is, he might get close to it, but and we've had this conversation about, you know, whatever his political views and all that stuff now I think the more and more that we see Kanye's face and the more and more that we hear this stuff about him it's going to deter people away from it. Like he he can he can tarnish his own legacy whereas Jordan retired at the top of his mm-hmm. and was able to go out and continue to keep a good image of himself.
1: If Kanye limited his shoes even more, do you think that he can eventually reach Jumpman status? Uh, Cuz think about like when Kanye was at Nike like his uh he only had one shoe with him, right? He had two. There are two versions. There's a first, the easy one and easy two. Okay. And what, four colorways? Something I think like it's three what, Whatever yeah. it is, yeah. Like very limited numbers. Right. Those are people's holy grails of shoes yeah. right now. Um, Even me with all
0: my quibs about Kanye, you know, the, the, those fucking red Octobers. Yeah. If I had the 5K, I would
1: do it. Exactly. Um, Jordan doesn't necessarily have a shoe like that. Yeah, that's true. And if he does, it's a very one-off specific shoe. He doesn't have a line like he doesn't have, you know, bread ones. Right. I mean, he has, Kanye has red Octobers. Yeah, that's one thing that Kanye or Yeezys have over Jordan, and that isn't even his. That isn't even the Adidas Yeezys that he just he's doing right now. Yeah, that's why going back to what I was saying, if Kanye limited his supply or his uh, distribution. I think that he could have overtaken Jumpman, but it's so mass produced now that it's almost like, it's almost annoying when you see someone wearing Yeezys, even though I fuck with them. Yeah. Like I even have a pair, you know what I mean? And I, it's almost like, like, damn, another one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you want to be the only one wearing them when yeah. you're wearing them, but the you're like, ex- damn, another one.
0: The exclusivity. Yeah. But even Jordan right now, like they limit the, the shoes they know are going to sell out. They limit the, those two. They they just re retro him every four years. That's the only problem. Like his those some a lot of those shoes would have a more of a mystique if he didn't retro them so often. But that just comes with being greedy, you know. Yeah. Like and trying to do a bunch of different variations of the same shoe and stuff. Like the band ones used to be a Grail, Holy Grail of shoe, but now they come out every three years. So it's like the Holy Grail of those would be to get a pair that was from the nineties or even the early two thousands. But the newer ones they they don't have that same mystique anymore.
1: But the way they do it is so good. Like they create so much hype. Over something that isn't even a limit. Like you said, it's a limited number, but it's really not. Like, let's take like the bread 11s, for example. Mm -hmm. Like that's such a hot shoe and they sell out every time. Every time. Right. But they release a million at a time. Yeah. Like there's nothing rare about it. Right. But the hype is there. Yeah. I think that Yeezy zebras are the bread 11s of Yeezys. Yeah. Those zebras
0: are going to keep going, coming out.
1: I fuck with the zebras too so do i (laughs) yeah i do like i think that they're dope like it's very unique shoe i think the 350 design in general is a very nice silhouette of a shoe
0: see like i think that the 750s are going to end up being a grail status too because they only came out with a certain number of colors they were so limited that people couldn't really get them unless you had them you know you either had the money right then and there and had the connections or you you have the money to be able to purchase them on resale i think those in like 10 years are going to become like hard to find because people are going to start collecting them
1: probably i yeah i can see that i can definitely see that just like the um the og 350s like the turtle doves and the pyro blacks and the whatever other colorways there's only a few colorways of the uh version one 350s right those are those are collectors now like you can't get a pair under 500 bucks those
0: turtle doves are expensive like 850 or something and i think those are the
1: ugliest ones
0: oh i like those ones really personally yeah like
1: they look the fakest like they look fake to me like, they look like fake Yeezys, which is ironic that they're the realest of the Yeezys. I do want to pair of those Pyro Black. I like the all-black Yeezys, though. Like, all-black 350s.
0: I just think the best thing about the Yeezys is they they don't try too hard to be anything more than what they are. Like, they're, they're just such a cool-looking shoe without trying hard to look cool. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think that that also is kind of like Kanye. Like, he just looks cool without trying so hard to look cool. Where like, there's yeah. other people, like, other rappers. It looks more forced when they try to do it just because... But Kanye just has a natural mystique to him that makes people drawn to what he's wearing or what, you know, the kind of stuff that he's into.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I
0: think that's very hard to find nowadays. Like, there's not a lot of people that have that type of influence where th- anything that they put on just looks cool. Because there's been a couple of years where I was like, those are fucking ugly. And then I'll see Kanye wearing them. And I'm like, damn, maybe I could pull those off.
1: Yeah, that's funny. If Kanye could pull it off, I could pull it off. Yeah, well,
0: because, I mean, if I sold it on another person it wouldn't look as cool. You know what I mean? But like Mm -hmm. with Kanye, it's like he knows how to match them with certain stuff. Like he knows the style that they're supposed to be wearing, And it's like, okay, well I can mimic that style now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see a different vision now. I get that. Yeah. So Puma has had a crazy rebrand. Yeah. Over the past year or two. That shout out
0: to Vegas Jones. Who's like, uh he's one of the original people with Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. they put him on puma he does a lot of stuff for rock nation but he's the one that helped rebrand
1: puma yeah the whole rebrand is crazy like they have um i'm not sure what the shoe is called but it's like a dad shoe and i really fuck with those stuff like, yeah the, the neutral colors but yeah so puma had a crazy rebrand like puma was always like an okay brand i guess in my eyes like they're like on the reebok level we said uh, right? i
0: think we said like Marshalls. like the marshall shoes yeah they were
1: Like, it's it's not something that you're like, oh, my God, you got some fucking Pumas. But I can see for the younger generation, it might turn into that. Yeah. Right? Are there any other shoe companies that you think could do a rebrand like that?
0: I think uh, Converse, like, if they brought back, like, the old Converse weapons. Remember when the Converse weapons were, like, really popular when we were in middle school? They were the ones with the... They just had the like the half triangle and the star on the side and they were like 80s basketball shoes mm-hmm. but a lot of people were wearing them. Mm-hmm. I think that Converse can go through a rebrand like that too, but they would have to get somebody big to push them like for example Adidas was kind of they were bigger than Puma but they were kind of mid level. They were they weren't fucking with Nike until Kanye got over there and made them cool. Like they would need something like that. They would need somebody huge to go over there to do a rebrand for them.
1: Tyler the Creator fuck with Converse for a little bit
0: yeah his shoes and those shoes aren't bad they're just not for me like there's there's super a lot of them are super bright colors and they have like flowers and stuff on them like they mm-hmm. look cool but i just I, especially at age 30 i just don't see myself wearing that kind of stuff yeah. but i can see how the younger generation would definitely fuck with those
1: do you think k-swiss can come back
0: Case swiss has such a classic look that i think that if they really if they got somebody cool to push them i think that they could
1: yeah they have danny mcbride uh, kenny powers yep you never seen his commercial no Dude, they're fucking funny I have nothing against caseless. Like, I don't. Like, it is it is a classic design. They're not nearly as popular as what they were 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, same with New Balance. Yeah, New Balance kind of has a weird cult following, though. They have really cool-looking shoes, but they're... There's some that are going for, like, 1500 bro. Yeah,
0: oh, no, I saw a pair of them that are, like... They almost looked, like, kind of, like, Yeezys, and they were hot, black and hot pink, like the, the original Yeezy mm-hmm. colorway, and they looked fire. And they were, yeah. like, 150 bucks. I almost thought about buying them, but New Balance is, like, kind of one of those weird ones, too. I think, they, like you said, they do have, like, a kind of weird cult following.
1: Yeah, what about Lugs?
0: Nah, I don't think those are ever coming back. No, coming out. back, huh? Nah, I think Lugs. And uh, what was the other one? Fat Farm? Fat Farm, yeah. Does Fat Farm still even exist?
1: I don't even know if Lugs exist.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they probably still make boots at least. Yeah, I can see that. What about Reebok? I don't think Reebok's...
1: I don't think Reebok's too
0: dead. The thing about it, though, I think why Nike and Adidas can separate themselves so well is the logo's cool. Yeah. Like, you have to have a cool-looking logo that looks good on the side of a shoe. Like, the Under Armour logo doesn't look cool on the mm-hmm. side of a shoe. That's true. Like, the Puma looks cool because it's it the the Stripe logo looks a part of the shoe. It doesn't look like you just put it right there for mm-hmm. no reason. Like, it it's engrossed in the shoe. It's not just slapped onto the side of it for like, braiding.
1: Reebok can do that sometimes when they do the whole logo on the whole side of the shoe. You know what I'm talking about? Where it almost looks like an Asics design on the side of the shoe. Uh, I'm not saying that yeah. those shoes are for me, but they incorporate the design into, or they incorporate the logo into the design. Of
0: the yeah. Shoe. I think that if if um, Reebok, Reebok bought, brought somebody in to de- redesign the logo, just give it a new fresh image, but make it look cooler.
1: They can't do that. You don't think so? You can't change the logo at this point.
0: You couldn't give like an updated version of the logo like they do with the NFL?
1: What other shoe company has done an updated logo? Uh, I guess that's true. Yeezys don't even have a logo.
0: Don't they have the original Nike or Adidas sign in them, though?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they have an Adidas logo on them. Like the, but it's not even on the shoe. Like, it, you can't even see unless you look at the bottom. And the bottom only says boost.
0: But the crazy thing is, too, like, with Adidas, like, the three stripes don't necessarily look that cool on every shoe. You know, mm-hmm. certain shoes, but that little trifle co- thing looks way cooler on a lot of shoes yeah. because it's so minimal. That's I think that's why the Nike sign looks so good is because it's just such a minimal looking sign. There's not a lot going on to it, so it just fits into the shoe.
1: And it looks like motion.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't look like somebody just slapped it onto the side, like I was saying. But mm-hmm. um, Speaking of Jordan, though, Bulls documentary comes out on Saturday or uh, Sunday. Are you excited for that? Yeah. I'm excited to hear a lot of the backstories that haven't necessarily been told.
1: Yeah, there's a obviously, you know, Jordan wasn't really playing when we were too old. Right. Like, we were really young when he was on the Wizards last, right? We caught, we caught
0: like the tail end of his career. Exactly.
1: Like... When we were old enough to comprehend. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Like, there's only so much I can watch on YouTube. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be cool.
0: Jordan came out and said that he thinks people are going to hate him even more after this. So I was like, well, you didn't think people don't already hate you? Like, you punched Steve Kerr in the face. I don't even care though. Like, I, I think that honestly, what it will do for Jordan, I don't think that's going to make people hate him more. I think people are just going to realize the person that he is, but they're going to embrace that person like i think that we get a lot of people got so caught up in jordan being the greatest and expected him to be a certain way that when you hear stories about him cussing players out and punching people in the face and stuff it makes him look like a bad guy but i think people are going to embrace that side of him now that they hear more stories of how
1: competitive he was that's what i think is going to happen too i think people are it's going to be i guess embraces the, the right word to use. they're going to
0: accept i think they're just going to accept that that's how jordan is and then we can move on from the jordan asshole stories and just look at his legacy instead of him being an asshole
1: I want to hear all the asshole stories. Though.
0: Oh, I do too. Like mm-hmm. him, I thought it was. I don't think it's funny that he punched Steve Kerr in the face, but I think it's crazy that he just pops. Steve Kerr seems like the nicest guy in the world. Was
1: there in practice or what?
0: Yeah, really. And then there was. Uh, I was reading the story about. Do you remember Jerry Stackhouse? Yeah. When he played for the Wizards, he said that Jordan would call him bums and like cuss him out all the time, and they would all get pissed, but they couldn't say anything because he was also the part or, owner of the team.
1: Yeah, that's a crazy situation. And
0: yeah, stuff. and he's fucking Michael Jordan. What are you going to say to Michael Jordan? Yeah. He's going to. He's going to put forty up on you in a two-on-two game
1: i can see why they call him a bum like why he would call people bums
0: yeah because yeah it's like you're the greatest ever so actually we'll go to that conversation too do you think that lebron will pass jordan as the greatest ever
1: i mean if rings have a play in it then probably not but yeah i think th- overall yeah like he um i think he has obviously the argument about playing in a different time is significant like right. the type of players you're playing against
0: yeah what they say what the biggest thing with jordan is they said that he played uh, ups with drivers
1: yeah. <laughs> Jordan did seem to carry his team, right? And it seems that LeBron is always chasing for a better team. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be something to his detriment.
0: I think he, that hurt his legacy, and I think that the whole decision hurt his legacy, too. When I was younger, I didn't really, I, I didn't like LeBron because of that. Like, oh, you're going to make a big spectacle out of you leaving Cleveland and all this shit, and then him trading away all his team. But now, like, as I'm older, I'm like, man, this dude's just doing whatever he wants that he can to win. Mm-hmm. And it's like when... When you have to win in order to match Jordan's legacy, I can see why you would succumb to wanting to trade players midseason and go to the Lakers or things like that. You know, push to get AD. Like, if we're going to put legacy as championships, then I'm going to do everything that I can to go get those championships.
1: I agree Regardless of how you feel. I agree with that. But I think a lot of people are going to be like, see, that's why LeBron isn't as good as Michael Jordan. Because... Michael Jordan was clearly so much better than everybody else. He can stay right where he's at. Yeah. clearly better. Like, at the time that he was playing, he's clearly better than everybody else that was playing. Right. You can't necessarily say that about LeBron. Like, he is clearly better than everybody else that he's playing if it was one-on-one for sure. But as a team, like, if he's playing another team that is stacked. Yeah. Like, he's not doing anything against it.
0: I think the closest person that got to that was Kobe.
1: Yeah, I agree Because Kobe,
0: like you knew Kobe
1: was going to bust your ass and give you
0: 45 a night, no matter who he was playing with, even if he was playing with a bunch of bums.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he was going to, he was going to bust your ass. He was going, LeBron sometimes, especially when he's on teams that are not so good, he kind of coasts a little bit. Yeah. And that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if you're really chasing that legacy of Jordan, then you have to be exactly like Jordan. I think that's why Jordan respects Kobe so much, because he knew that Kobe would literally do anything to win.
1: And Kobe stayed put. Yeah. Like, that's huge. If you want to look at an up-and-coming person, if they're out searching for other people to be a compliment to themselves, they're not the one.
0: Just, like, like, look at how much shit KD gets for going to the Warriors.
1: Yeah. But I, I never saw KD as being the best ever. Like, he's definitely – okay, let me take the bet. He is going to be one of the best ever. Yeah. I don't see him as being the best. You know what I mean? Of you that can, group. You can argue at certain
0: points, though, that he was better than LeBron. With or- what? Stats wise, just scoring wise, like there's some seasons where KD was playing and and insane. Probably, I think that
1: there's there's you're talking about when he was on OKC,
0: yeah, and even some points in Golden State. Like there was finals where he took over, like and you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't think anybody's gonna pass Jordan. I think Jordan's mystique is just so high up there that nobody's going to accept LeBron or Kobe or anybody as the greatest. It's always just gonna be Jordan until somebody comes out and. Is exactly, not exactly like Jordan, but follows almost that same trajectory, stays on the same team, wins a bunch of
1: championships. That's what it comes down to is staying on the same team, championships, stats. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. As soon as you don't have one of those three, there's too many butts involved.
0: Yeah. But the Lakers are my team, so I hope I will shut up now so that we can win a championship this year <laughs> or nice whenever year. basketball resumes. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's do hot headlines before we uh, get out of here, man.
0: Yes, sir. This is actually going to be my. Uh... Do you know who Joe Buck is, the announcer? I don't. So he does, like, the baseball announcing. Um, if I showed you a picture of him, you probably know who he is. Okay. But uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. He does, like, all the World Series announcing, and he does some football. I'm sure I know his boys. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll just read the the, the tweet. So uh, the, the headline was um, – Let me pull it up. Okay. So Darren Roval, who is a um, – he's, like, a sports reporter. He said a porn site says it will pay Joe Buck 1 million to announce its cam shows live. This site says it is also accepting applications from other national and local sports commentators. So, that headline in itself is pretty funny that they're reaching out to sports commentators to do porn. That would be wild. But the response is even funnier. Joe Buck responded and said, Depending on the site, they could just be handing some of my money back to me, so I'll hold out for a better offer and try to hold on to my day job. But I have to say, I'm flattered.
1: That's funny. What would he say? Oh, my God. Look at that stroke. <laughs> yeah.
0: like, I'd, Yeah, I don't even want to get into what he would be saying, because that's wild. But fucking baseball announcers doing porn would be hilarious. Yeah. Or any announcer, really. Like, imagine, like, Steve Van Gundy. that. No. Yeah. That,
1: that shit. Should... Nope, No, nope, no, nope, nope. Oh,
0: man. Um. So this is, and we can go off the, the Dr. Osmond, I guess that is, but uh, Dr. Phil says that we don't shut down the country for automobile deaths or cigarette deaths or swimming pool deaths, so why do we do it for Corona Yaskin? One of the three above is contagious, the other three are not. Like, what are we doing out here, man? Like, seriously, Dr. Phil, shut the fuck up, man. I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. Like, automobile accidents, it's a choice to get into a car. It's not a choice to get sick from coronavirus. Just shut the fuck
1: up. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I know I keep saying I don't know how serious this shit is, but I do want to say it probably doesn't look that serious to me right now because they're doing a good job of handling this shit. Yeah, especially in our state. Yeah, so... Everything that I said, I, I'm just Tyler <laughs> yeah. speaking out my ass.
0: But you're Dr. Phil. You know what your voice is going to do, and you know people are going to listen to you. And the nasty thing is you're doing this on Fox News. You know exactly who that information is going to, and you know exactly what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Fuck out of here, Dr. Phil. You made the Catch Me Outside girl famous. I don't want to hear from you. And she's black now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but she says,
1: who's trying to be black? Uh, Burning Man will be held online. So there's just going to be a bunch of naked people on webcams? Oh God, Zoom is gonna be nasty. That's crazy.
0: Burning Man online, that's nuts. So everyone's just gonna do drugs at home. Do drugs, get naked, make art. Hey, could kind have of sound fun. Sounds make like corny. Yeah, corny, corny, corny. Pretty
1: bodybuilder <laughs> postpones wedding to love doll amid COVID nineteen outbreak. That is so crazy to me. People falling in love with dolls. Yeah. Have you ever seen like a like things pop up on YouTube and there would be like people taking the dolls to dinner and shit?
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> I, dude i don't even know anymore man honestly people are fucking strange yeah a couple
1: named their newborn sanitizer bruh come
0: sanitizer. on man this goes back to the baby thing again last year what are we doing like people literally just think about what they can do in the moment instead of the ramifications of that kid people
1: are fucking bored man yeah
0: oh so this is a dr oz one dr oz just made the argument that we should only reopen schools because only two to three percent of kids will die this guy man fuck same with Doctor Phil. Fuck you too, Doctor Oz. Seriously, only two to three percent of kids will die
1: because you. And I, w- I want to know the context of that one because I wonder if he's talking about like, like a yeah, comparison.
0: Let's start with things that are really
1: critical to the nation, where we think we might be able to open without getting into
0: a lot of trouble. I tell you, schools are a very appetizing opportunity. Uh, I just saw a nice piece in the Lancet arguing that the opening of schools may only cost us two to three percent in terms of total mortality. In- That's pretty much all because it says. Any life is a life lost, but to get every child. Anyways, that's pretty much all he says, just to get every child back. An appetizing opportunity? Yeah, that's weird. Your kid isn't a fucking sushi platter sample or like what are you talking about, Doctor? Oz you sound like a fucking quack.
1: Yeah, weird verbiage in that one.
0: Yeah. Appetizing, what does he mean by appetizing? Does he mean like for the economy's sake? Pushing kids to go back to school is not a good idea, especially when like your kids might be able to go to a private school and be have access to janitors that can sanitate and do all that shit all day long these kids in lower income families and going to lower poor schools they don't have the access to that shit so please dr oz don't speak for everybody and you can shut the fuck up too
1: yeah they got me going back to work next week it's gonna be interesting yeah i think it's too early i'm gonna just throw that out there um apparently someone made a decision it was like it's it's okay we're gonna be mandated to wear masks and gloves which is uh, a whole nother conversation yeah i'm not gonna get into but um yeah, we'll see what happens. That's going to be a lot of people going back uh, to gather.
0: Not just gathering, but you think about like all those people that are now going to be stopping on their way home or going to work to mm-hmm. pick up stuff or even just to go grab a quick bite when they're at work for lunch. Like, I think it's honestly too early to be opening up anything, but you know what? These politicians think it's great, so as long as our economy is better, you know, who cares how many people die, according to them? Yeah.
1: Fucking Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, and look who they both
0: C- uh, connect back to Oprah. Yeah, that's wild.
1: You know, Dr. Phil isn't even a doctor. You know, he lost his license in like 2004 or something. It doesn't like surprise me. Yeah, for um, 2004, 2008, I don't remember. For allegations of like uh, sexual harassment or something like that. Let me look that up before I'm stalking at my ass.
0: <laughs> I did see that somebody called uh, Dr. Oz. Or like, he, he is a real doctor and has degrees, but they were saying
1: that uh, basically over the last 10 years, he's become a snake oil salesman. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, 2000, he hasn't had a psychology license or pra- uh, license to practice psychology since 2006. Hmm. But yet, yeah,
0: people will still tune in and listen to him quack all day. Yeah. You know what's funny is I used to think I was like Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil and Oprah and all these people were for the people. And now, again, as we get older, you just realize how many people are not for others. They're just four of them fucking selves.
1: Oh, yeah. It's crazy.
0: And all over Fox News doing all this shit, man. It's, it's disgusting.
1: I've seen these. Uh, I've seen these pictures of these drones. that have um, heat sensors on them. Seen
0: that, yeah. I wonder
1: if that's going to be popular. They're going to monitor everyone's uh, temperature status. I think they're to doing. see who's contagious or who's potentially contagious. I think they're doing that actually in China now. They like have
0: um, like set like things set up where you have to go and get your temperature taken before you can go to a certain part of the city and things like that.
1: Man, I have seen this video of this line to get into like a grocery store, and there's like a older. This is in Asia, somewhere in Asia, and there's this older lady. Allowing one person in at a time, but in order to get in, she's feeling your forehead with her hand. Nope. <laughs> so crazy.
0: Um, I did see some helmets too. Like these police have these new helmets they can put on and it can detect if you have coronavirus, like based off of your temperature. I can see that. That's wild. We're going to look
1: like we're in the future very fast, man. Yeah.
0: It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of scary. Yeah.
1: Do you have any takeaways?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Uh, My biggest takeaway, I guess, is the same thing it's been for the last couple of weeks, man. Let's just continue doing what we need to be doing to stay safe, even with like the economy opening or, you know, the weather's getting nicer. They're pushing people to go back to work and stuff. But don't lax on the things that you've been doing just because the news is telling you it's getting better when in reality, we're still losing a lot of people and there's still a high chance that, you know, somebody can get infected from this. So
1: I, I agree with that. Just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe one day things will be normal again. Who the fuck knows? Let's let's try and get there. That's cool that we have an objective. Yeah. To try to get normal. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, crazy headline. Fuck. I forgot to say. Um, You can add this into the. No, I'll just leave right here. Fuck. I forgot to say March was the um, was the first March since 2002 without a fucking school shooting. That's wild. That's crazy. That's really wild. Damn. Yeah. Let that sink in crazy um and yeah just, all right well have a good day yeah
0: instagram of course is the no structure po- or no structure podcast if you want to check us out on instagram uh more on spotify google play youtube again soundcloud the no structure podcast.com yeah that's the most important you can find everything on everything there. everything all the things all the things all the things you want from the no structure podcast yeah and all the things you don't want yeah <laughs>